Hey, welcome back. This is the Hammer Down Show on 1017 The Hammer and uh, 1017thehammer.com. We're going to go over to our Blue Fox Heating and Cooling Hammerhead Hotline. Uh, we're going to bring in J.P. Shadrick, who is on the call tonight for Westwood One Radio Properties uh, when Purdue hosts Penn State tonight. J.P., it's great to have you on, man. Hey, it's great to be with you. Thanks for the invitation and looking forward to getting back to West Lafayette. It's been about a decade for me. I was a, a lot younger man back then, and <laughs> the, the Purdue program was a little bit different back then also. So it's good to see them back on the up again, for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely great, and a, and a big one tonight on uh, national television. Uh, and a lot of attention for this one. Uh, I see, first off, the big thing I saw uh, this week was well, we don't have any two-deeps from these uh, coaches. A little tit-for-tat here. Do, do you, get a, you get your hands on a two-deep? Does anybody hook you up, or do you have to do this on the fly? Yeah, well, I, I have a company that puts my chart together. I, I talk to both sports information offices the best I can, and we kind of figure out the, the as close as we can get. Um, you know, we had this a little bit last year, too. I had Michigan State three times last season on radio on a different network. And Mel Tucker didn't put uh, a depth chart on any flip cards all year long. And uh, the first game we had them was in Miami. And we get to the press box, we're like, wait a minute, what in the world is going on here, Mel? But that was his thing. So uh, hopefully that, that does not become a uh, trend around college football, uh, because if your personnel's good anyway, it shouldn't matter that much. But uh, yeah. I think we're going to get through it and get by. Uh, look, I, I can get these from high school coaches on a Monday, for Pete's sakes. I don't understand why we can't do it at the collegiate level, but... I get it, you know, these guys, it, it is what it is. So uh, coming into this one here tonight, Purdue, a three-and-a-half-point uh, underdog. Um, uh, when you look at this thing, just what are the what are the first things that jump to mind here when you're talking about this matchup? Uh, when you sat down, you said, okay, these these are the big things that are uh, going to be the most important to me tonight. Well, I think just the, the playmakers on both teams and what had to happen first off at Penn State, they lost their leading receiver and Jahan Dotson, he's gone. But everybody else is back. All the skill guys are back in uh, State College this year. And then you throw in a transfer portal addition from Western Kentucky and Mitchell Tinsley at wide receiver. Western Kentucky was the top passing offense in college football last year, and he was the top receiver. So they have filled that spot pretty well. They've got a trio of tight ends. They can't run the ball worth anything, at least last season they couldn't. So it's all through the air. And they've got the sixth-year senior quarterback to trigger it all, and Sean Clifford. And then you look at the Purdue side, and it's pretty darn similar, right? They've lost their top two receivers from last year, as you know. Milton Wright is academically ineligible. And another guy, of course, David Bell's in the NFL. Mm-hmm. But they've gone to the transfer portal and brought a couple of Hawkeyes down that feel like they could play – on offense a little more in a passing offense, and they've got a sixth-year starting quarterback who's homegrown to trigger it all. So similar feels. I think Penn State has a little more experience at the receiver spot in that offense, but uh, both teams can score, and I think that's what I'm looking forward to the most. J.P. Shadrick with us here on our uh, Hammerhead Hotline. He's on the radio call tonight for uh, Westwood One, Purdue, and uh, Penn State a little bit later on this evening, 8 o'clock with that uh, kickoff. You you talked about it's been about a decade since uh, you've been here. Um, Most fans have uh, repressed a lot of those memories from a decade ago. I think a lot of us were at Disney World for a while. Like We we don't tend to remember that, but... Um, you, you know, a, a lot has changed. Uh, clearly, it's the uh, amount of offense. You were reminiscing earlier about the uh, the 90s, you know, the glory days of the Joe Tiller and stuff. 
Uh, this feels a little bit more like that, right? I mean, it, it is the basketball on turf, as they used to call it. Well, I mean, last season, as you know, they had the school record for passing yards, and that broke a record from 1998. So that's Mr. Breeze himself throwing it around with Joe Tiller and that whole crew. I mean, that was that was an innovative Big Ten offense back in 1998 and 99. That didn't happen a lot um, up until really that point. They were the, one of the first teams to really throw it all over the yard on a regular basis. Not the only one, of course, over the years, but that was the one that, um, you know, in my formative late teenage years, I remember very, very well. This has some feel of that. Now, a lot of it's going to short pass, run after, but they'll dial it up and throw it down the field deep, too. And obviously, I like the way that they can mix in a trick play or two. There was a game last year where they ran a double reverse flea flicker screen. I don't think I've ever heard of that before. Um, So the Brom brothers are innovative. Um, You know, and if they continue to score and win games and knock off top five teams, you know, the Jeff Brom's going to be in the conversation some other places. So let's see what happens. It's, it's week one. It's Thursday night of week one. They've got to get through this one tonight uh, before we can really start talking about all that other stuff. I know you got some uh, some NFL cred here as well. I know you down with Jaguars and stuff like that. But when you talk about Purdue football, uh, outside of our little bubble here in West Lafayette, what's the perception of it right now? Because, uh, like I said, great in the 90s. Everybody loved Joe Tiller and, and Drew Brees and, and what they were able to accomplish. Then there's that lull right there uh, for uh, you know about a decade. They had problems with uh, you know head coaches and stuff. Now, I, I like to think it's on the upward trend here, but it's still hard to change a national narrative sometimes. Uh, what do you, when you bring up, if you were to bring up Purdue football uh, outside of West Lafayette with uh, maybe people in the NFL or other college football fans, uh, what do you think the MO, what, what do you hear about them? Oh, I mean, the first thing I think of, at least right now, is receivers. I mean, with Rondell Moore and David Bell now, I mean, they've got guys who have been drafted in the recent past in this group. And that's, it's a passing NFL now. You have to have playmakers. You have to have three guys who can run out there at least. A tight end or two wouldn't hurt. And there's a guy on this roster who could uh, have a future at some point if he continues to put up numbers like he has. So, yeah, that, that's what stands out to me. Now, it also feels like it is an underachieving program as a whole over the years, and I'm sure you feel that being in Lafayette. Uh, what, last year was only the 11th nine-win or better season ever? It's, it's been tough to make hay in the Big Ten over the years. They only have one 10-win season all time. So how did they get past that? They're the big boys on the other side of the Big Ten um, that are powerhouses, obviously, right now. Ohio State, Michigan State's on the up. So is Michigan, um, just to name a few. But it feels like this could be that moment. If Purdue can get past this one, at least it's an opening salvo at the start of the season to the Big Ten West. That, hey, uh, Purdue could make a run at this thing. I know Nebraska lost already. That was a big loss in in Ireland uh, last week. So that kind of opens the door, right? And if Purdue can put a little pressure on, on that, they don't face any of those big East teams this year, or big, uh, big Ten East division teams this year. Hey, I, I like the way this thing could trend if they can get some momentum early. J.P. Shadrick with us here on our Hammerhead Hotline, getting set to call the game tonight for Westwood One Radio. Uh, J.P., is there a, give me a player that you're very excited to see in person play tonight. Charlie Jones, transfer oh. in from Iowa. 
Uh, he was the return specialist of the year, and this team had some issues in the return game last year. Uh, he did not. He's got two career return touchdowns, one kickoff, one punt return. Uh, like I said, the specialist of the year, return specialist of the year in the conference last year. And he wanted to open it up a little more on offense and play a little more there. They ran the ball, obviously, at Iowa a good bit. So I like the change. Uh, let's see what Charlie Jones has. He does not like to fair catch. So um, don't go get a, a don't go to the concession stand when they punt because <laughs> you never know what's going to happen. I'm just saying I took him for the score touchdown last night at plus three sixty. This morning he was down to plus one forty five. Just throwing oh. it out there for people. Maybe it's out there in the ethers. Uh, he he's going to get hot tonight. That's that's my guy. That's the one that I also want to watch tonight and see how uh, see how it goes. Um, because there's just so much that we, even us locally, don't know what this team is going to look like. I don't think any of us really know what the hierarchy at wide receiver is going to look like. We just know that there's a lot of weapons. We know that it's Aiden O'Connell's birthday, and he gets whatever presents he wants. Um, you know, so I, I, I got to think somebody's going to be making a play out there. And I like what I've been hearing about this kid so far. Yeah, Charlie Jones, uh, Tyrone Tracy's the other end from Iowa. Yep. Of course, Brock Thompson is back. I mean, they he had the big game against Tennessee in the bowl game. So, I mean, those are kind of your three for me. Elijah Canyon didn't play a lot at Auburn. He's come in in the, in the transfer portal. I saw him a few times, but he had just limited action. Not sure really what to expect from that. But And like I said, the tight end is always a weapon here, too. So, yeah. uh, you know. There's the run game, you just can't count on it, I think, for either team right now. I think Penn State, on the other hand now, will try to uh, get past that fact that they did not have a 100-yard rusher last year at a place that can be considered, at least in the conversation, for running back you over the years. Um, that is a point of contention in State College. So don't be surprised if they try to pound it a little bit tonight just to set the tempo. Exactly what Purdue fans want to hear, knowing our history of taking on Wisconsin running backs. Uh, <laughs> we're not exact. It hasn't been our calling card over the last five years or so here, JP, is uh, stopping the run. So I really hope that's not the case tonight. Uh, otherwise, uh, that's. I think they're going to be improved this year on, on it. I really, really do. I like that defensive line, even without uh, you know, George Karloftis. I like that front seven. I think they're really going to have something here. But, boy, you know, it's it's still so recent in my mind that it, it does scare me a little bit. It's hard to read. Sometimes you just forget that this is college football, and, you know, year to year, it, it can be a big change, can it? They're kids. I mean, they, you know, let's, let's forget about all this. NIL and business and all that, they're 18, 19, and 20-year-olds. I mean, so things can happen. Kids can change their mind. They can now transfer scot-free, and you can have a totally different roster and a totally different scheme from year to year. And you can make your team very good in a year's time. Look at what happened at Michigan State last year, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. I mean, Mel Tucker did that well. So it is a new game. And with, with the unpredictability that comes with that, you can have a team like Purdue step in there and, and really make a name for themselves pretty quickly. J.P. Shadrick here from the uh, Westwood One radio broadcast team. Uh, again, sitting for kickoff here just after 8 o'clock tonight. Uh, very, very excited for it. Uh, buddy, I uh, hope you enjoy the game. Hope we get the windows open, nice breeze blowing in, and that uh, huge blackout crowd gives us a great audio tonight. Hey, last blackout game was 2018, and they beat Ohio State. So uh, Urban Meyer, I think, is close around tonight because Fox pregame is here. <laughs> Let's see if they can repeat it tonight. Yeah, if he's not there, I'll probably see him at Harry's later on there. J.P. Oh Shadrick with us. Uh, hey, buddy, I appreciate it. Have some fun tonight, all right? College football's back, baby.
Love it, man. Hey, thanks for having me. Not a problem. Take care, bud. Yes, sir. All right, we're going to take a break. Shane Fry coming up next here on the Hammer Down Show, 1017 The Hammer and 1017.